everyone. Welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast, a podcast where we're going to see how we do. Um, This is coming out a day later than I wanted it to. Usually I try to get it up like a Tuesday, Wednesday-ish, and this is more like a Thursday situation that we got going on here. Because I, you know, last week, like last week I was talking about, so I was like lacking motivation and I felt like this weird wave coming over me and I was sort of breaking out of that wave, right? I was, you know, in like the, I don't want to do anything, no motivation. And I was getting there. I was getting there. I was breaking through that funk. And then as soon as I got out of the funk, as soon as like everything is going right or as right as it can be in quarantine, I get migraines. And I realize that everyone listening might not know what migraines are or may not know how migraines feel, right? And a migraine, at least for me, and I don't think I have like the worst case scenario of a migraine, but my migraines make me sensitive to the light, right? That means light from the sun, it means light from a computer screen, light from a phone screen, light from natural and artificial sources. It makes me sensitive to the light and the light makes my head feel worse and I get this like really big throbbing headache, right? And it doesn't go away, right? I just have to stay there and the only way I can fix it, right? Or like the the best way to fix it is literally like sit in the dark and do nothing, right? Turn off the lights, close the blinds, like lie down in bed, right? Only get up, you know, to eat and to drink water and all that stuff. But the way that I think, I don't have like medicine for, I had medicine at one point, like when I first started getting migraines, like when they appeared when I was like, probably in middle school, I have medicine for it. But now like I, that medicine is long gone, right? And they don't happen frequently enough for me to like, rationalize getting medicine for it but when it comes right then it's sort of like oh no I just have to like sort of sit there because I really can't like drive anywhere or I can't like really go to the doctor because I'm sensitive to like everything and everything will like make me blurry or dizzy or woozy or anything like that right so the best thing I have to do is sort of sit down like eat eat when I need to, but really just sit down, lay down with as little light as possible. And while podcasting does not necessarily need light, right? I do need to upload and I need to edit and I need to do all these things, right? That require some type of light source. And that's where I'm, I couldn't do it. So I lie down and then like gradually it gets better, right? Like it started like at nighttime and it gets better, right? But I have to be sort of diligent and I can't be like, oh, I want to do this or I would rather be having fun. So I need to go and do something even though I have a migraine. No, I cannot do that because otherwise it's just going to last and last and last. And yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I need to get rid of it as quick as possible. So... I'm getting over it now. Like I can go to work and all that stuff. I can do stuff on my computer. All of that is fine and dandy, but I needed to take some time to get 
in a better space so I can do this, where I talk and I get emotional and all that. I just needed to to take some time. And if you have migraines, I'm I don't know. I think like migraines are different for other people. Like not everyone experiences migraines the same way, but like I'll have to close my eyes and I'll see all the lights and it's all ugh. like I'll close my eyes and there's like waves of light like even like rainbows or sometimes and it's really really disorienting. Like it would be cool if it wasn't awful, right? Like seeing all the rainbows and stuff inside my fucking skull it would be it would be cool if my head wasn't absolutely killing me so that's done and then this has nothing to do with my podcasting ability but then I got this rash on my leg and I don't even know where any of this shit comes from right I don't know where all these ailments come from I think it's just like I truly had to like take some time and actually rest like I'm home all the time because of COVID, but actually resting. I need to take time to actually rest because, and I mentioned this last time where I was like, I need to take a break, but I need to like actually cut some stuff off for a little bit, right? And that's sort of like the self-care aspect of it. So I didn't exercise. I didn't do anything. I just would eat. I tried to eat a little bit, you know, healthier because I know the cause of my migraine is my diet. I know that for a fact that if I eat too much salt, right, I will get migraines. I know that's what's going to happen because that's how it always starts. But I can't pinpoint where I had the too much salt in my diet. So that's kind of weird. But if I have too much salt, I get migraines. That's the main cause of it. And you know, you have to, to take the L. You have to say, look, I played myself. I ate something I probably shouldn't have, even if I don't know what it is. I'm the only one who's controlling what I'm eating. So my fault, but we're over it now. I still have this weird fucking rash. It's on my thigh, so no one can really see it or anything, but that's bothering me. I don't think that's caused by salt, but I hope that goes away soon because I don't like scratching it and I have sensitive skin and all that. So I want that to go away, but the ailments are just coming and coming and coming, and I'm trying to save them off, right? Because I'm not trying to, like, go anywhere. I'm not trying to go to, like, the store as much if it's not, like, necessary. I know people are, like, laxing on their quarantine still, but the cases are fucking spiking. Like, we even got Donald Trump in a mask now, so... Even if you think the the virus is a hoax or anything like that, you know, your man Trump has a mask on. So wear, wear, the, wear the stupid mask, okay? I have two masks, and when I go out, I wear the mask like a goddamn good citizen that I'm supposed to be, okay? And you should too. But I'm not trying to, like, if I know I can just sit in the dark and get rid of this ailment... I'm going to do that now rather than, you know, go out and expose myself potentially to the virus, right? Because I live in California. I read a headline. I didn't see absolute proof that California is like beginning to lead in coronavirus cases. And Florida is still like an epicenter of coronavirus activity. And from the stories I've heard, like people are still out there, like not in mask and like going out and stuff. Like, 
all of that just gives me extreme stress. But I'm working on resting more, like taking more like breaks because I feel like with quarantine and being home, like the default state is boredom. So you're trying to find things to do, whether it's like in work or it's like reading books or trying to find new TV shows or exercising or picking up a new hobby, right? You want to fill your day because the default state is boredom. Whereas in the real normalcy, right? Say you're commuting to work, like I would commute to work and I would go to work and I would come home, right? There are you know, they're not exciting things, but they're tasks to accomplish, right? That commute to work, however long it is for you, that's a task. Work, even if you hate your job, that's still a task, right? You're still, you know, managing things and accomplishing and doing things. And then there's a task of coming back home. And the essential workers are still doing this, but they have their own issues and they need to get paid more and all that stuff. But with that, if you're not an essential worker in that way, right, you're trying, or at least I would assume that you're trying to like fill the gaps with things. And now, like now that I've been here for 100, maybe 200, I don't know how many days it's been, but however many days it's been, I've been trying to like fill the gaps and like constantly like stimulate myself. And I think I just didn't need to be as stimulated, right? I think part of it is my diet. Like I know like eating too much salt will give me migraines if I overdo it. But I think part of it might be like I was more susceptible because I'm trying to do so many things, even if they're not like active things. Like I've been watching a fuck ton of Netflix, right? Even if it's not active things, right? It's still like trying to occupy my brain and get rid of like any semblance of boredom. And it's like sitting with not doing much, like really just literally just chilling, right? Like just chill for a goddamn second and see where we can go from there, right? That's what I had to do. And that's what I'm trying to incorporate more of, right? I've been trying to do it when it comes to like, you know, taking some time to take like a little baby nap or like closing my eyes or like, you know, closing my eyes after work, before work, getting some sunlight. That's also important is the sunlight, right? Because you can't generate vitamin D like through food, right? Vitamin D doesn't come through food. You need to go into the sun, right? So trying to get more sunlight, trying to get the vitamin D. I don't know exactly what vitamin D does. I'm not a scientist. I like, I just know that it's important. And I imagine before all this, I was getting a lot of vitamin D because I like to walk places and I like to, you know, spend early mornings outside or I would go for a walk or a jog or walk my dog or whatever. So I imagine that I would get like a good amount of vitamin D and now my vitamin D reserves might also be pretty low right now, right? I think maybe I had some stored up so I was okay, but now my vitamin D is kind of low and I need a little bit more time to replenish. I actually don't think I went outside today. Oh my God. I think I didn't go outside today because there was a whole bunch of things that you're not going to know about that I had to take care of. And I think this was a 100% indoor day. So 
I'll I'll have to be sure to get outside tomorrow. Get some some of that delicious vitamin D, right? I'll go outside. I'll sit outside and like outside my house or on the sidewalk, all that stuff. But I'm not about to like go out to eat. Like people are going out to eat, and if you're being as safe as possible, like I understand, right? It's been a long time. You want to try doing things that you used to do. You want to get at least some sense of reality. I get it, right? But I'm not about to risk my life to go to like a fucking California pizza kitchen or like Red Robin or something. Like that's not what what I'm about to do, right? I'll go outside, I'll get my vitamin D, I'll soak it up, I'll photosynthesize as much as possible before I have to like go to work and all that. But when it comes to that, I'm still trying to stay as safe as possible, right? Because really, I just, I want this to be over and done with, right? I'm going so hard because I want it to be over quicker, but not everyone is me. Not everyone can be me. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I'm, you know, superior or anything, but not everyone has the ability to be me. Only I can be me. And as a result, right, we still have a virus, right? We still have people running around rampant. And I think really like the fucked up thing about it is like now everyone's wearing a mask and that's good. We should wear a mask. But they told us in the beginning, you don't need to wear a mask. And that I think, well, obviously it was wrong because now we're wearing masks. But if you tell us we don't need a mask and then all of a sudden you reverse it and say, we actually do need a mask, people aren't going to know who to trust, right? I think we should have said from the beginning, right, make cloth masks or like use like bandanas or things like that because that's something that's doable, not like the N95s or anything like that, but something doable is like a cloth mask or like a shirt, bandana, scarf, something like that. That's something that is doable for, I think, most people. So... They could have said, yes, you know, fashion a mask if you can and stop the spread of the virus when you go to the store or whatever, right? I think that would have done so much good to the world. But now what we have is people who are maskless and just roaming society like without their mask, either getting infected or spreading infections, right? And we're... It's hard not to think that we're doomed, right? Like when Donald Trump says things like the World Health Organization and the CDC are, we're pulling out of our agreements or whatever. Like, I can't help but think like, okay, America, like it was nice knowing you, right? I try not to think like that. And I try to be like, okay, we're going to get through this. Things are going to go to some better stage right like once we realize how to fix this and how to be better as a society right and like not have something like this happen again or like be better prepared and then we sort of come out like believing that we can move forward from this like that's what i want right i don't want to stay here forever but it's hard to be like oh no right this is so terrible. America's not getting out of this for a long time. And I do think that we're going to be dealing with this into 2021 at this point. Because I think not enough people are wearing masks and not enough protections by the government. Donald Trump and Mike Pence are not doing 
you know, the diligence. They're not listening to the doctors in the way that they should. Yes, Donald Trump is wearing a mask now, but it's taken him a whole long time to endorse the mask. So I do think that we are not going to handle this for a while. And if Donald Trump is still president or if it's Joe Biden or if it's Kanye West of all people, right? Whoever's the next president is going to have to deal with this in 2021. I do truly believe that. And Biden, like as much as Joe Biden is unremarkable in so many ways and like in his like later political years like his stance has been like literally go girl give us nothing so for joe biden right my only hope like if joe biden is president is that he'll listen to the people that actually know shit he'll listen to the doctors if it's dr fauci or whoever and they'll be like yo do this, tell the people this, right? We know you don't know anything about medicine, but I do. Here's what to tell you. Here's the script. Go out and tell America. And then America heals, you know, or begins to heal after that. That's what I can hope for for Joe Biden. Kanye West, who is probably not going to be president, and we'll talk about Kanye a little bit. I hope the same thing. And honestly, I hope Trump turns around and like goes super hard on the coronavirus, right? He's the president right now. I think he's bad in pretty much every way, but I hope he turns around and he goes harder on the coronavirus. I hope we get more stimulus checks. I hope he changes his mind, but I don't see it happening because it's not happening. So I can only look towards the future and hope that our future president, Biden, Kanye, whoever it is, Kanye West is not going to be president. But um, now that I said that, I've jinxed it and he is going to be president. But whoever it is, I just hope that they listen to the people that know what they're doing, right? And Joe Biden, who knows if Joe Biden is going to be a good president? He doesn't seem, I can't name a Joe Biden policy. I don't know what he's going to change or what he's going to do if he's president. But just li- just listen to to doctors just listen to Fauci listen to all these guys please right pick the guys who know what you're doing pick the women that know what they're doing and go from there build something try to dig us out give maybe throw out some more stimulus checks for the people because we only got one right we got one 1200 and obviously that's not enough because we thought we would be done by now but it is July 20 something and we are not close to done okay and speaking of this speaking of politics and all that some like when I when I started this podcast when I started this I just wanted to talk I just wanted to put something out there and try it out I like podcasts I figured I'd make my own I didn't think that this would be political in any way I didn't think I would talk about presidential candidates because who am I right I I took a political science class in college and I was confused for almost all of it um so I'm not like the guy to get like the political answers from, but I'm also not trying to run for fucking president ever. I'm also not trying to run for office. I have no desire to do that. So if you listen to me, that's cool, right? I'd like to think I'm pretty rational about these things and I have my beliefs and I feel like I have a good understanding of things, but I'm not claiming to be an expert. 
But who else is not an expert is Kanye. Kanye is definitely not an expert. And Kanye in recent days has gone on some Twitter tirades and he's going against his, you know, married family, Kris Jenner, a little bit at Kim. I haven't read all of Kanye's tweets and they do um, get deleted, it seems like. Like he's tweeting and deleting. Um, But we all know at this point, and if you haven't heard about Kanye's tweeting, he's he's been tweeting, right? And we all know that Kanye has, you know, internal and external issues. Let's let's call it that way, right? Whether it's bipolar disorder or whether it's his mom passing away prematurely or like the pressure from the music industry or the pressure from the spotlight, paparazzi, whatever it is. We all know that Kanye has these things that's going on with him, right? I am not a mental health expert. I am not a bipolar disorder expert or anything like that, right? But it was interesting to see, right? Kanye is tweeting and people are, you know, always going to react to Kanye tweets, right? I remember before Kanye was the Kanye we know now, I'm talking like maybe beginning like 2009, 10, all the way up to maybe about 2015, 16, whenever he would like tweet out for a second. And he would go like on and off on the Twitter. I know because like I followed Kanye on Twitter and still continue to to this day, right? People would get upset or people would react to Kanye's tweets because they're Kanye tweets, right? The The main thing about Kanye is that he's Kanye at this point. And anything that he's going to do is going to draw attention. Even the people that are like, oh, don't pay attention to Kanye. Don't pay attention to Kim Kardashian. Those are the people that pay so much attention to Kanye and Kim Kardashian, right? The people who hate the Kardashians, and I'm not telling you to hate or like, I don't care who you hate or like. All I'm saying is people who hate the Kardashians talk about Kardashians almost as much, if not just as much, as people who like or love the Kardashians. So it's this weird thing where whether you like or hate, they generate so much information just because they're them, right? And Kanye is doing that, although I do think that what Kanye's tweets were doing, and I can't repeat them verbatim, but a lot of it was like, you know, Kris Jenner, the momager, and Kim's sort of behavior and tactics, and I don't agree with everything that Kanye was saying. Some of it seemed a little bit sexist, or maybe even a lot of bit sexist. Some of it seemed like maybe there's some truth to it, or maybe we don't know the whole story, right? But we all like the people are like recognizing like, yo, Kanye is, you know, sometimes he has these, you know, moments where maybe he doesn't say everything exactly that he means or that he needs like some time alone or someone who knows him needs to talk to him or something like that. And that was interesting. But it's also interesting to see other reactions that were like, stick to music or maybe you should stick to this because Kanye at the end of the day is an artist and one tweet that I do remember verbatim or as close I can get to verbatim when he was done was he's like I'm gonna go back to the music and then or I'm gonna focus on the music back to the music right and this is after a tirade about his family and his kids and his associates and all that stuff right so he's in going back to the music then people are also like 
yeah, that's what you should be doing. Back to the music. Like, this is what we care about, the music. And I don't think that that's a good response, right? Whether Whatever you like about Kanye is like sort of like saying, we don't care about your life, just give me the art, right? That doesn't sit right with me, especially as like a black person that sounds a little bit shut up and dribble-y. Um, another thing that I don't like when it comes to this whole Kanye situation is like a lot of people like particularly like non-black people have decided to make raps and little songs about Kanye and also saying things like Kanye doesn't care about black people, which you can believe all that stuff. But I feel like making the little songs and ditties about it, it's just sort of like, hey, this is just for like views and attention. And while a lot of things are just for views and attention, I feel like this sort of views and attention is just like, no catapulting on this thing and like playing on race in a weird way right but it's like those little ditties where it's like oh kanye doesn't care about black people me as a non-black person i'm cool with saying that because kanye once said that thing i feel like that's a little bit teeter-tottering on a line that's kind of fuzzy and i realize what i said could mean nothing but i feel like sometimes it doesn't always sit right when it's from someone not of the african-american or the black group right whether you believe kanye cares about black people is up to you right i don't care if you're black or not you can have some type of opinion on that but when you go and sort of make this mock song like this fun sing-songy song right about this black person and the struggles and then saying like he doesn't care about you i care about you sometimes it comes off a little bit fake and and weird right but with that, I don't know what the, the proper response is. I don't think Kanye is going to be president. He said something, I believe, about Harriet Tubman that I didn't watch. Um, I really, I just, I was like, okay, Kanye said something else, right? Scroll past, scroll past. And it doesn't help that on my Twitter feed, I don't have autoplay on the media. So every picture or video that's posted just shows up as like a blue link and it's up for me to pick if i want to open the link or not okay so i don't see every single video or every single trending thing as it's happening but i know kanye said something about harriet tubman i don't really know what and i don't really care what right because i feel like at this point kanye is just talking and the just the fact that he's talking is going to get him attention. And this is the attention that he wants as someone who, A, has a contract with Gap, B, makes music, and three, is running for president, possibly, maybe, right? So you want the attention on you, whether it's good or bad, right? Sort of inflammatory statements or big statements are what you're going to need. Although the reaction to Kanye's comments seem to be pretty negative but i do think that in a lot of ways like what kanye thinks he does is just art like i feel like kanye thinks that just because he says something it's art because i'm kanye and i'm an artist and because i'm an artist everything i do can be considered art and whatever you think about that like cool you can think about that um but then there's like this kanye where you think oh this is serious this maybe isn't a performance maybe this is how he actually thinks and this isn't some weird sort of subversion and it's hard to tell i don't know right i'm not quite 
at the point, and I don't think I'll ever be at the point where I can just cut Kanye out of my life completely. I mean, like music and all that stuff, right? Even if you don't like the later stuff, I I grew up on the music and it's, I can't really expunge that from me, right? And side note, people say Kanye stopped talking about like race and like racial issues, like pretty early but that's not true like if you listen to Jesus if you listen to Pablo there there's still those type of comments in there right so I reject that part but with the Kanye and all that it's like the Kanye person I've you know distanced and distanced myself from but I can't ignore it and you can't ignore it either right like I said Kanye just being Kanye and saying some Kanye thing is going to generate a reaction positive or negative Kanye is just going to be Kanye right and as someone who defended Kanye for a long time I'm not defending anything he said that might be offensive or incorrect or anything like that now right I don't I'm not going to tell you what to think, right? But as someone who liked Kanye for, like, the assholery and the willingness to say what he said, I still see a lot of that same thing in there. But I feel like at this point, it's sort of weird to make fun of everything that Kanye said, but it's also maybe not the best thing to take everything so seriously. We're in this sort of weird gray area with where... Kanye is going to speak and what Kanye actually means seriously and what he doesn't mean seriously um but anyway Kanye all that stuff we're good um let's move on to other entertainment things let's talk about TikTok for a second because I have some TikTok observations other than the fact that it's sort of like a geopolitical chess piece right now like India banned TikTok a while ago and India banned TikTok because of like political tension in China. And I feel like sometimes people forget that India and China are right next to each other on the border. And the political tension there seems to be pretty high. So they banned TikTok in India. And I know India was a huge TikTok superpower, right? There was a whole Indian side of TikTok and they were running a lot of things over there. And as of right now, that's no more unless you have like a VPN or something in India and then you sort of scramble your location, I guess, then you can still use it. But there's no TikTok in India. And then TikTok in America still exists. And I think UK, United Kingdom, they're talking about banning it as well. Right. But I was starting to think like what would happen to to TikTok if like Americans stopped using it? Because we still have a lot of countries that are using it. I mean, China, huge country. Canada, our neighbor to the north, huge country, right? Those people are still going to be using it, right, all worldwide. But America, of course, is a big economic power, right? America, I, I assume, drives a lot of what TikTok does. And there's a lot of trends that come out of American TikTok, right? So it's like if TikTok is banned in America and say the UK, right? Does the app fail completely? Right? That's something to think about. Like what would if the United States bans TikTok, would that be the end of TikTok? My first thought is no, but then my second thought is like maybe, right? If we can't access it. I mean, yes, you can download a VPN. Some VPNs cost money, but I do think there are free options, right? 
and you can access it through a VPN. But I feel like a small fraction of people are actually going to go through the VPN process, right? Like, I don't know anyone personally that has a VPN, right? I know I follow someone on Twitter that uses a VPN to use Twitter because they live in China and I guess Twitter isn't like really a thing in China. They have their own sort of platform, but they use Twitter in China via VPN, right? I know that is for sure a thing that exists, but I don't think a lot of people are on the VPN train just because VPNs are, from my understanding, I actually don't have one, right? But it's just extra work and extra space on your computer. That's what it seemed like to me. Like I see advertisements for the VPN and it's like, okay, I don't want to do this at all. Yes, maybe it's security and it's encryption or whatever, and you can change your location. All that stuff seems well and good, but I don't want to do this. This seems like a waste of my time. It's going to put storage on my computer that I don't want, and I will just take my chances using my regular Wi-Fi, right? That's what it seems like to me, and I would imagine it seems like that to other people, right? But Another thing about TikTok, while it still exists, and at this point, I don't think it's going to get banned because that talk has sort of died down. But I still think that it's interesting that TikTok is being used as this piece because it's gotten so popular, not just with the teens, but with like people like me and older. Right. So that's interesting. But I made a TikTok account that was specifically for a type of content. All right. And this content was in the 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 whole account is kind of a joke. Right. But really, it's just me drinking water And the at name. The username is real water drinkers with an S at the end. And I would just stand in front of my my phone. I would drink water set to music, dance a little bit, sway a little bit. And it was just sort of like stupid videos. But it was like a specific type of content where you have sort of like chill relaxing music some of it's a little bit upbeat now but like relaxing music just a little bit of swaying a little bit of drinking water 15 second hits and then we're done right and i've used tiktok for a while like i've had a platform on there or platform isn't the right word i had an account on there right and i've made tiktok videos i've seen the trends all that stuff and then i made this new account and this new account is doing so much better than my actual account that has like some followers has like 500 followers on my TikTok page. This new account that has like 10 followers, right? It's doing so much better in terms of likes and views, right? I made a video just standing around drinking water to a song that barely was not even popular. It wasn't even a trending song. And it got like 800 views and like 300 likes and I was just like amazed and it just shows right that sometimes you just don't know what's gonna pop off right sometimes the things that take the minimal effort pop off and I do like the videos that I make on the the water drinking account right it's not like I'm just like doing nothing and like taking the piss and just throwing something out there, right? But I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's hard work. I'm not going to lie to you to say that, you know, swaying in front of a camera and drinking water is hard work because it's 
quite honestly not right and then something like on my other account where i'll try to think of something to do right something maybe interesting or new or maybe funny who knows right and i'll spend some time thinking about that and i'll post it on there right and then sometimes it pops off like sometimes it does well for my standards by my standards is like 20 likes mind you so sometimes it'll do well sometimes it won't it all depends right but you know sometimes you just throw something out there and it snowballs and it hits right that was sort of my philosophy with like youtube when i first started youtube was like make as many videos as possible and then one of them is gonna work right one of them people are gonna see but you have a better chance of that happening the more you post right and i've always thought that or not always but recently i've thought that like even if if your goal is to get famous and that's not necessarily my goal but it might be cool to make money off the internet but that's not necessarily my goal right but if that is your goal right you can't get be discouraged by like low numbers right you can't be discouraged by not people not seeing it what you have to do is you have to keep on keeping on because the right social media posts at the right time can legitimately change your life right the right twitter post the right tiktok video the right youtube video whatever it is right the right thing at the right time can catapult your career right so you have to keep going you have to keep posting right and then if your goal is to not get famous and then whatever fuck it just do whatever you want but with if that would be your goal i would imagine that there is something to like the quantity aspect of it. Yes, there's quality and like working hard is important and creating something that's fun or interesting or new that's important. But sometimes you just lay it up and it goes in and then the crowd goes wild and you think you didn't even really do anything, but it turns out you did. Um, but anyway, awkward transition aside, Let's go to baseball because baseball and sports in general, NBA, WNBA, we're coming back, but specifically baseball because baseball is coming back soon as a recording 60 game season. And I had to think because I like baseball, right? And while I do like baseball and I'm excited for the season, I am also extremely terrified and worried about the player's health. And I think that both of these things can happen at once, right? And I hope that the players are doing everything that they can to be safe, as well as the coaches and the umpires and all that. But a realization came to me that with 60 games, which is not a lot, we have a very high chance that there are players that are going to hit 400. And if you don't know baseball, if you don't like baseball, just know that hitting up for a 400 batting average is extremely good. And there are pitchers, right, that might have extremely low earned run averages, right? We might see, like, the best pitching performances and the best hitting performances for a 60-game streak that we've ever seen. And that might be something that's really good for the sport. Of course, it might be, like, a one-season wonder, and, like, you hit 400 in 2020, but then in 2021, you hit 245, right? That's something that can happen. But... Like, we have potential to see some incredible performances. And at the same time, 
we have the potential to see some truly awful performances, right? I can see a situation where a relatively unknown player, like, has a hot streak, right, for 60 games, right, hits 400 or close to it, is hailed as sort of like a hero, and a well-established veteran player is sort of slumping, right? Because sometimes we start the season, we slump, we don't do so well, right? And they hit far below what they're expected and maybe, like, you know, fall down in the dumps, right? And thinking about players like Buster Posey on my hometown San Francisco Giants who, like, are opted out of the season, right? Players who opt out of the season, right? If their replacement does well, Right. If you opt out of the season and your replacement, you know, has like all star level or like playoff push numbers. Right. How likely is it that you lose your job? Right. I feel like that's a very high possibility. Right. I'm not saying Buster Posey specifically. I was thinking Buster Posey because as a Giants fan, I know that we have a lot of catchers in our organization that are getting developed specifically a young man by the name of Joey Bart who might be closer to being MLB ready than we think right so it's like how close are you if you if you opt out right and maybe there's contract rules or something like that that prevents this from happening but everyone's contract is different and how like by con- by controlling your health being as healthy as possible right How likely is it that you lose your starting position because you wanted to be healthy, right? That's something that I would, if I was a professional athlete, I think I'd have to consider pretty heavily before opting out. And it sucks, right? Because the people want to play. It's not like people don't want to play, right? But you also don't want to get sick. And there's all these factors in here. And that's what I was thinking about, right? But I've also noticed that the players, right, whatever sport it is, right, when the players opt out, they've been giving, like, excuses, like, my family, blah, 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 wee, 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 pee, pee, pee. And it seems odd. I know why they're doing it, because otherwise people are going to call them soft and weak or whatever, but we don't need a quote-unquote good excuse to opt out, right? In a perfect world, or in a perfect world, we don't have coronavirus, but in a perfect world, um, you just opt out because there's a virus, right? There is a virus is reason enough to opt out. But we're forcing people to like, or maybe not like literally forcing, but like socially forcing people to give like these elaborate answers. And it's like, no, dude, it's a virus. The virus is out. I am in. And by in, I mean in my house and not playing. Like, that's all you have to say, right? But I feel like everyone who's not playing has had some type of credible excuse. But like the fact that it's a virus outside should be credible enough for an excuse. And I just want to leave you on maybe we should treat our athletes and public figures just a little bit better when it comes to these things. And they are regular people, too. And I think I'm going to end it there. I need to, as it is with quarantine Need to preserve my voice for my job tomorrow. Um, Thank you for watching and listening and all that. I don't know how good this one was. Um, I kind of felt like at points I was like, where am I going with this? And then I I went somewhere with it. Um, Hopefully it's pretty good. Um, But I will see you next time. Um, Be safe. Take care of your health. Black Lives Matter. Thank you. Goodbye.